0: Hello and welcome to the Talking Bible Podcast episode, is it 17? 17? I think it's 17. Yeah, it's 17 now. Yep. Uh, so today we are going in to get into Jonah chapter two. And if you don't know us, my name is Brayton Osterweil. I'm a youth pastor at the Lighthouse Church in Vancouver, Washington. I'm joined by my co-host, Nathan Blondino, who is the head usher and also a leader in the youth group at the Lighthouse Church in Vancouver, Washington. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into Jonah chapter 2, which is Jonah's prayer. Um, that's where he is inside the stomach of the fish. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. But uh, before that, we're going to get into prayer, and then Nathan's going to read for us. All right. Dear Lord Jesus, we just thank you for today. We thank you that you are just an amazing, wonderful Father, Lord. And I just, I just pray for... Everybody listening, Lord, that they would be able to uh, get something out of this, um, and that you would just um, lead this podcast, that you would guide this podcast, direct it, um, because it is not our word, it's your word, and we just want to honor your word, Lord. Um, We thank you for this amazing blessing that you have given us in the form of a podcast, Lord, and we just... um, Ask that uh, there would be uh, a return, that there would be um, some fruit for your kingdom, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. All right. So before before I
1: jump into Jonah two here, uh, just like if if you guys hadn't listened into the um, this is gonna be like a four part kind of uh, series going through Jonah. Yeah. Um. And so I just want to give like a quick recap, I guess, for the first chapter. Like Jonah, uh, he gets a word from the Lord that he's going to go to Nineveh. Um, he, We don't know why in chapter one. We don't know why he says no or why he's running away, whether it's fear or whatever it is. Uh, we don't know yet. And then he runs away from the Lord. He goes to Joppa from Joppa. He tries to head 2,500 miles away to Tarshish. And, um, and then it's interrupted. Um, Jonah's actions get the sailors that he... Is traveling with when he's running away from the Lord. Um, he almost gets him killed. And then um, the way that he solves the case, or the way that they um, decide to solve the issue at hand, which was this crazy tempest storm, is they throw Jonah into the sea. And the last thing that we got was that Jonah was swallowed by the fish. And so now we're on Jonah 2. Um, if you guys want to listen into some of what we talked about, you'll have to go listen to that episode. Yeah. Um, but so Jonah 2, verse 1. Uh, from inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, in my distress, I called to I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled around me, all your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains, I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord, my God, brought my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to you, those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. And then, uh, and the Lord commanded the fish, and it sw- and it vomited Jonah onto the. <clears throat> Onto dry
0: land. So, um, I think this one's actually pretty short. Like, it is pretty short. Yeah. And it's probably going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast, mm-hmm. but that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, so, the first thing that I think most people um, would notice off the bat is just this sort of resembles a psalm, right? Yeah. Um, and there's actually, I think, you did some, yeah.
1: Uh, there's psalms, a couple of Psalms, there. yeah, definitely. Uh, I know the the one that I just found was the Psalms forty two, verse seven. It's like halfway down of it It says, "All your waves and breakers swept over me." Mm-hmm. Um, he is, it's he's he's quoting Psalms in this. Um, it has like the t- total Davidic um, or you know Psalm esque, you know, sound to it. That's yeah, that's that's just the flow of it. Um, yeah. I mean, he would have he, he is an Israelite. He would have had. He would have had the Psalms, and mm-hmm. so obviously he's. Um, maybe that's maybe there's something. I mean, even Jesus when um, uh, when he he was quoting Psalms, you know, in his lowest in his yeah. lowest points. And I think that when you start to memorize Scripture and you're in your lowest points, I think the Lord just speaks to you on on things, and like it just comes to recall, yeah, um, to help you in your situation. It's crazy how like a, a verse that I didn't think I would memorize just like suddenly pops up. It's like, oh, that's kind of interesting.: yeah. yeah, and then I go and like try to find it, hunt or, it down, Or just
0: like a, like a piece of the verse. Yeah, like I'll, I'll share a little bit of a story today before we actually like get in get in. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the past couple of weeks, I've been taking time, time away, every single uh, Tuesday morning, I go up to this place called Mount Hamilton, and it's, it's about like 40, 40 minutes from Vancouver, Washington um, and, uh, or Hamilton Mountain. And it's a trail. It's about like five to six miles. Mm. And uh, I go out early. So I get there around 550, something like that, before lights up or anything. Mm. Um, and <laughs> I just have the weirdest feeling. Like today, I had the weirdest feeling going up that trail. It's like somebody's looking at me. Some Like there's there's some somebody there or mm. there's some type of spiritual presence there. And just like, it was so weird because it's like, there was these verses popping up to my head and I was singing worship music all the way up, uh, the trailhead because I was afraid and that was the thing that was comforting me. And I noticed like when I would stop singing or when I would stop reciting verses, like the truths of God that he is, he is, uh, before me, behind me and he is walking beside me. Like that was a big one that I was reciting when I was going up, um, and when i would stop so- saying those things i would lose the comfort that i felt hmm. so it's like i can totally put myself in the same shoes because it's like when you're in those places you need to remember the truth yeah. right yeah um and i got up there i was just fine there wasn't anybody following me but then i did the same thing on the way back hmm. um just because it's like you feel you you know You feel uh, secure, you know, because God has you and he's not going to forsake you. So, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that is, it's been a great, great time, even though like I get a little bit scared, like going up on the trail when it's like absolutely dark Mm -hmm. um, without like a light or anything. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. It's like, I'm going up there, I'm trusting God that he's going to, he's going to, you know provide for me and i mean there is bears there is mountain lions and stuff like that but i'm just like yeah, those are scary <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm gonna go up anyway like it's weird you see tracks and stuff like that mm. <laughs> every so often and it's it's like kind of unsettling mm. but um you know i get time to spend with god up at the top of a mountain reading my bible and praying and mm. and praying for youth ministry and all that stuff so yeah. um but yeah that's interesting <laughs> sorry we no no no. no
1: no you're totally fine
0: yeah. yeah i think it's
1: interesting that that um the psalms like i know david had the spirit he had the holy spirit he like they're so spirit-filled and like just the amount that they affect like people today and mm-hmm. and situations all throughout his time or you know up until today mm-hmm. um i just jonah was also a prophet so to think that that he would have, you know, spirit filled, um, you know, Psalms or obviously this isn't in the Psalms, but, uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) Um, how do we want to break this down? Do you want to, do we want to dissect it or how do we want to do this?
0: Um, I think you can just take it in its entirety. Um, but if you want to dissect it, I mean, we can like, I'll just I'll just go off the main thing that that I got, okay. and I was I was listening to a podcast where it was talking uh, specifically about chapter two, and just like the kind of theme that you are getting out of it, and what you are getting out of it is God's sovereignty, but also God's grace. Um, like you go from chapter one, which is Jonah leaving Nineveh, he's I mean Jonah leaving his his home, uh, going to Joppa, and then catching a boat. All the way to Tarshish, which is like a crazy far, yeah. you know, trip away. Um, and then he gets hurled into the storm, and and the way that this uh, guy—I forgot his name—depicted uh, this storm is that the storm that Jonah experienced typified the anger and the wrath of God um, against Jonah. So you see this picture of God's anger and wrath and how he was, it was literally um, so strong and the seas were raging so hard that it was pulling the boards, just the planks off of the ship, you know, and threatening to sink the whole entire ship. So you get this picture of just a violent, 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 like gnashing in this storm. Mm-hmm. Um and that typifies his anger but what you see from that is that once Jonah is thrown in once God's sovereign plan once you know and Jonah, Jonah didn't even submit to it he said you're going to have to throw me out he doesn't even jump out he doesn't yeah. jump out he he places the weight of of what may or may not happen on the 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 captains you know the the, the people who are who yeah, are the sailors yeah. the sailors yeah. they the people who are maneuvering the ship he doesn't even take responsibility for it. But when he's jumped out, like he jumps out into the water, and then a fish swallows him up. Now, what's interesting is like a lot of people see the fish as like, "Oh, this is your discipline. This is your punishment. You're you're being taken back in this fish and in, in in pain and disappointment and mm-hmm. all of this guilt and shame." Um, but like. The real point of the fish, the real point of the fish, you see this picture of God's anger typified in this storm. And then the fish comes, swallows up Jonah, and it's a picture of God's grace. It's a picture of God being willing to take a broken human, right? Giving grace to that broken human and then sending him to Nineveh with a bunch of other broken humans to tell them that they are broken and they, na- they need to repent from it. Hmm. God is showing and extending the same grace to Jonah as he is to the Ninevites.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting.
0: You know, and it's, it's not something that you just experience in the book of Jonah. It's something that you see recurring over time, like over, over you know, multiple stories in the Bible. You see it in the book of Noah, or, or sorry, in the story of Noah. Um, you see it in Sodom and Gomorrah. You see it in um, in the story of Jesus. It's just the wrath being typified in this event, but his grace being through the saving kindness and the, and the saving grace that brings these people out of these storms. Yeah. Um, And then it affects people, mm-hmm. right? So more than anything about this i think the 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 entirety the entirety of the story is, is the is just the grace that is shown from god yeah and jonah's response to that grace but let's let's break it
1: down yeah. and let's well,
0: let's get into
1: well i was i was just um I actually agree with you. I don't know if like breaking it down first by verse will really be as effective just because it's like, it's one whole prayer and yeah. I, and I don't think really breaking it down verse by verse will really draw out the meaning from it, you know? Yeah. Um. But I, in that same picture of grace, like what I was just reminded of is just like when I was reading through this, I'm just reminded of all my shortcomings and like mm-hmm. my own, you know, my own um, disobedient heart and not always listening and all these different things. And, God's heart towards me mm-hmm. is to give me grace. He wants to give me grace. Like he's uh it doesn't matter where I've been or how low I was or the things that I were do- that I was doing. He wants me to repent. Like he wants me to turn towards him. Mm-hmm. Because that's where like the healing happens. Like that, that, I don't know, it's uh, I think I don't know if I don't know maybe I am the Jonah of Maybe I am Jonah. I'm definitely (laughs) Jonah at times, but, but I don't know. I just, I'm just reminded that like, doesn't matter how deep or how dark it is around you. You can always cry out to God and he always has a listening
0: ear towards you. Um, And you know, I think this crying out, this crying out from Jonah, this, this prayer that it's, it's it's stated as is like, it's really just Jonah's like examination of who God is Mm -hmm. and like, and like his character. Yeah. And there's like, like it, it, and and same with the psalms. It's it's an examination of God's character and who He is. It's it's personifying God by giving Him character attributes, um, just because of experience um, with the hand of God. Like the the verse that stuck out to me was verse two. Um, that really just like hit me. It says, "I called out of my distress to the Lord, and He answered me. I cried for help from the depth of shale, and You heard my voice." It's like Jonah is coming to the realization, and we can't. We we talked about it before, where it's like um, Tarshish, where he was fleeing to. It was twenty five hundred miles away from Joppa, so he was fleeing all that way to flee like like it says flee from the presence of god mm-hmm. and he's coming to this realization that there is literally nothing that could separate him from the from the lord who is his god and how blessed he is to have that right like m- most other other religions at this time which were pagan religions they would have gods that were were uh, set in a certain place, right? They were, but they were regional, right? They weren't able to go from culture to culture. They weren't whatever, you know. And I, I guess it's it's similar in this circumstance. But the, as far as like culturally, um, the Jews, this was the god of the Hebrews, um, but he was the god of everybody. He created every single person, and his presence extended. As far as his creation, you know, and further, he was outside of his, he is outside of his creation. So when I, when I think about my own life and it says, I called out of my distress to the Lord and he answered me, I cried for help from the depth of shale and you heard my voice. I can, I can see so many, so many times where I have been in my deepest moments, you know, my hardest points. And it's like every single time he answers. I remember one time where I was at the church and... It was like it was a Saturday or something nobody was there but I knew I had to go. I had to go and I just had to have my peace with God. And I was struggling with something at that time. Some so it was I was struggling with my life circumstance like the the season that I'm in um at that time. And I just cried out to God in prayer. I cried out to God in prayer and like I was that was probably the most I've cried and I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I knew that he was hearing me. He And I knew that he was there. You know, I knew that he was listening to my prayer, to my crying out. Um, and that was comforting. Mm. Even though he didn't give me an answer straight away, I knew that he was listening mm. and that there would be a response. That's interesting. And there was, you know, I'm in a place now where, I mean, I'm comfortable with the season that God has me in. Yeah, um, and I don't know. It's just it when I when I read you know this prayer, and I look at Jonah's heart, it's like it's like you're realizing something about God. Mm-hmm. You know, right?
1: Yeah. Sometimes it takes experiencing, like in your own circumstance, it does I have an understanding about the heart of God. Like I remember, um, I can actually think of two different two different instances, like similar to what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I had this drug induced psychosis, um, like certain times there was like even schizophrenic type situations that were happening with me. My mental state was just like totally a wreck. I, I, uh, I was, you know, all the different things. I, my mom works in the psych unit. And so she, she was trying to walk with me through that and stuff like that. But I remember I had this realization about God through my own experience where am I like, I couldn't trust everything mentally that was going on with, with myself. And I was so scared. And I remember, I think another in the, an, another in the fire, I think came out, like mm. it had just come out. Yeah. And it was like, even in my broken mental state, God is still with me and it doesn't matter. It's like, he's with me. And there was such something about this understanding that was like, you know, you have like head knowledge, you hear like God is always with you, but until yeah. you have like a circumstance where it, like this realization comes in that he's never going to leave me, mm-hmm. even like, even when my mind isn't where my mind should be, it's like. He's with me then. Yeah. Um. But but going back to that, what well, you were just talking about about like a listening ear. Mm-hmm. I remember that there was a there was a time that I came home from, um. you know, partying and doing all this garbage and stuff just felt so lost and empty. And I just remember I was like the, it was one of my very, very low moments. And I remember God um, giving me this image and I believe it's of my heart. It's like I get these glimpses sometimes it's like God gives me kind of an image or like some kind of a small scenario or whatever it is. And it always speaks to the situation that I'm in. And I remember that it was like this image of this house, all the broken, all the windows were broken in. And I'm again, I'm on the, I'm on the road, but I'm like seeing this like half in my head and half, you know, I'm half driving. You know, I wasn't distracted, of course. But, uh, but Jesus was standing there and I'm like, it's like inside the house, all the windows are broken. And it's very dark, a cloud is covering it and stuff. And I believe it was my heart, but Jesus was sweeping it up. He mm. was like sweeping up this like broken glass and stuff. And he like looks at me and he says, do you want to help me with this? And mm. I believe it was a picture of my heart. And it was like, and this is this is coming after I cry out to him, like I need your help. And he's like basically telling me like, you you have a part to play in this. Yeah. You need to, Like I'll work with you, but you got to work with me. And it was just kind of this, it totally was just like a personal thing. It was, that's how I know it's a personal God as he speaks to me personally. Yeah. Um, but he's always listening. And even in those super low moments where, I don't know where I'm going to go or how, you know, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to exactly, I'm in a good spot now. Mm -hmm. And so thinking back on it, I can't even give you like the full picture of the emotion and the heart and and where I was actually at, but I know I was lost. And I was very, it was a very dark, dark place, Mm -hmm. but I cried out to God. He answered me and was always calling me back. He's never like, God never speaks to me and tells me, Oh, you're not good. And like, that's never how God speaks to us. Yeah. And so, he always had that open door, you know, he always wants to invite us in. But the the Mm -hmm. piece I think that this prayer is getting at is repentance. Yeah. And like, that's the door that you have to walk through is repentance to get back to relationship with God. Yeah. We're lucky now that we actually have relationship with God because of what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. Jonah didn't like they, they had to worship in a temple. Like, Oh, I mean, you could worship wherever, but it's like, that's where the presence of God was, was in the temple. Yeah. I mean, he even has the, the line in here. Uh, when my life was ebbing away, I remembered, you, uh, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Mm-hmm. I just forget a lot of the time, like thinking back to the Old Testament, how different things were in the Old Covenant. Like now, it's so much easier. We have relationship with God. I can walk out of this room, or I can go into my car, turn on worship music, and I can pray and be in the presence of God right then and there, mm-hmm. and how lucky we are to have that. But Jonah didn't have that at the time, Yeah. Um, which I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's... It's interesting. We have right relationship with God, and it, t- it takes turning away from your your ways, your your carnal, human, sinful ways, yeah. to get back to that relationship with God.
0: But um, yeah, some of the some of the stuff that <laughs> I was listening to something. I I believe I, I was reading a news article or, or or listening to a podcast, and they were explaining their beefs with Christianity, mm-hmm. right? Um, and essentially what they were saying is that a lot of the, a lot of the evidence of Christianity is based on experiential knowledge or like, like a, a person who is in a church, um, like they're only going to be able to give me their experience. They're not going to be, which is not true. There's so much, there's so much evidence. There's so much proof, archeological knowledge um there's there's so many things that we have today that prove um the deity of Christ. Mm. But yes, a lot of it is experiential. There is experience. And it's not it's not to the detriment of Christianity. Mm-hmm. It's actually it actually helps Christianity because our God is alive. Our God is alive, and He wants relationship with us, just like what Jonah is dealing with here, mm-hmm. where he's dealing with an experience with God, an encounter with god and and, it, and not just any encou- an encounter with God's grace, he rightly deserved death, yeah, but yet God gave him life mm-hmm. and he's he's dealing with that right now he's 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 understanding like this is this is the God that I serve, yeah, you know. And you're, you're going to see, it's weird because you see attitude changes within Jonah, like multiple times, like you see this and it's like, he has this repent, repentant heart, but then he goes to Nineveh and then, you know, the, the stuff happens with the, with the tree and then where he's like, and then he's still mad, you know, he's angry with God. Like, why would you save these people? They're so wicked and all that stuff. But
1: yeah, I've, I've heard a couple different things as I was like kind of doing like prep and stuff. Yeah. Um, some people like when they were reading this, they're like, he's not fully repentant yet. And Mm. when I I heard that, I was like, what do you mean? He's not fully repentant yet. Like he was just about to die. If, 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 if a near death experience isn't the thing that, that brings him to repentance, like nothing's going to bring him to repentance. Mm -hmm. He was just about to drown in the sea. And, and then God gives him grace by swallowing him by a fish. It's like that. And then this entire, this entire thing is giving God praise Mm -hmm. because of what just happened. Yeah. So I, 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 and then he goes and does what God asked him to do. So it's like I I this is the repentance piece of Jonah. Like mm-hmm. he's been reluctant, he ran away and now this is him coming back mm-hmm. um and and doing
0: what God had asked him to do because yeah.
1: God gave him so much grace. Yeah.
0: Um but you know you I sorry. think I think it might not it might not be what they're saying, just about an unrepentant heart, because he does do it. It's just he doesn't understand God's motivation behind it. Mm. That's where the frustration, I think, comes from. Yeah, is like, why are yeah, you? His heart fully isn't there. Yeah. yeah, because he can't. He can't see his own his own sin. Yeah, right. Or he can't um, see past his own sin. He can't see yeah. past his own sin. Yeah, but I don't want to get too far into it. I think this is just such a good, such a good prayer, and it's such a good like. Like when we have an experience with God where it's like we're coming from the depths, we're having a really bad week, a really bad month, a really bad year, right? And we need to, and then we have an experience with God. It's like this, it's like a culmination. It's a culmination of all these things that have happened. And then you just realize, oh, this is the God I serve. Mm. And I think every, every Christian can relate with that to some extent.
1: Um, what is it romans 5 that we glory in tribulations mm-hmm. because they bring about uh perseverance uh perseverance character and character hope mm-hmm. something along the lines of that but um we need trials like that's and god Prom. i mean throughout this whole throughout the whole bible he's promising
0: us that trials will come yeah um even the ones that we bring upon ourselves yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's definitely
1: true A lot of them do probably come from ourselves, (laughs) but, but there's grace that, that, that's the important, that's
0: the, yeah, that's the important part. And, you know, reading, reading back, you know, to, I'm, I'm in Ezekiel now, which is like a really hard book to read for me, but like, it's still, there's elements and there's elements of grace. There's Mm. elements of, of, of God's mercy and grace. Mm. And it's like, how, like all of these motifs they pop up throughout the bible god's grace god's mercy god's love god's experiential relationship with us my question is you know i and and it's just how do you miss it how do you miss it you know um and i guess there is there is you know <laughs> you can miss it very easily but you know i don't know when i when i look at you know I'm I'm Jewish. I'm I'm majority Jewish, I'm Ashkenazi Jewish, and it's like I look at my my fellow, you know, brethren, I guess, <laughs> and I'm like, how do you miss God's grace and God's love for his people and that his love doesn't just extend to um the Jews, but it also extends to people outside of the covenant that was made with Abraham, you know? and that that through jesus the covenant was extended to people outside of the the line of abraham so i don't know i don't know i think this is i think this is a great great heart filled section of of uh the old testament just understanding the heart and the nature of god and jonah coming to understanding what yeah. the heart and nature of god is right you got anything more
1: mm-hmm. No, no, this is a short one. I was kind of expecting it to be a short one. Yeah, it is. It um, is short.
0: There. Yeah. Um, do you want to end us in prayer?
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, Lord, I just want to lift up. Um, I just want to lift up this podcast. I thank you that we're able to do this, um, and that you bring insight and um, and you're leading us deeper into your Word and deeper into your heart. Um, I I just want to pray that for anybody listening and everybody that that um, is is questioning their faith, God, I just pray that you'd build up, build up their faith and um, give them some perseverance and and hope. And I just, I just want to pray for all the listeners, God, that you would just um, encourage them in this time and whatever they're dealing with, whatever, you know, deep, dark places that they are, that they are in their faith or just um, wherever they are, God, I just pray that you'd build them up and encourage them and draw them closer to you so that they can have um, relationship with you because that's our entire experience of life is, is meant to be in relationship with you, God. And yes. So we just pray that you would draw them in by your spirit and build them up and keep them protected from the enemy. Um, and amen.
0: Yeah. Amen. Um, so uh, next week we are going to be in chapter three. Um, we got a bonus episode this week, so that's, that's pretty cool. But um, no bonus episode uh, next week. Um, but we will be in chapter three. So if you want to take a look at that uh, prior to us getting to it, um, yeah, join us in that. We're going to do some study and uh, we'll see what we come back with. But um, another thing we post every Friday at 5 a.m. We had one, one slip up where we didn't post, but that was for a good reason. We were participating in a wedding, a wedding of, of uh, Nathan's sister. Yes. Yes. Um, But uh, yeah, every Friday, 5 a.m. And then we also post uh, bonus episodes on Wednesdays at 5 a.m. Another thing is uh, we post on, I believe, every single podcasting uh, place, place where you can get your podcasts, um, except YouTube. And um, we would love to get ratings, reviews, whatever. I know that on Spotify, they have a rating system. It uh, definitely helps us when we get those ratings so that it gives us mo- more exposure. Um, and uh, giving us reviews definitely helps. Um, you also have a way to reach us. If you guys want to reach out and ask us questions or give us correction, we are totally open to it. Um, you can do that uh, by clicking either the link down below or the Gmail g- 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 yeah. down below, mm. which is uh, Talking Bible Podcast at Facebook on Facebook and uh, the Talking Bible podcast at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, give us questions, give us feedback, give us whatever, you know, things that we could improve on because we're always looking to improve and and find ways to better serve you guys. Um, Another way that you guys can support us is by hitting the support the show button. It is down below in the description. It helps us uh, do things like buy more mics so that we can get people um, on the podcast. And also it helps us buy things like um, a table for the mics so we don't have to have a portable uh, foldable table, uh, which will eventually break at some point. I'm glad that it hasn't broken yet, but (laughs) (laughs) it will um but it helps us do things like that where we're improving uh the podcast quality and um trying to better serve you guys and we definitely appreciate the people that are already doing that um another thing is prayer definitely if you have time put us on your prayer list because um the amount of uh effort that it takes to uh research topics and and provide content for you guys is definitely straining um but it's a good thing we love it we love doing it I've definitely learned a lot through this process of being um and doing this podcast um I've learned a lot that I didn't know before especially uh, going through John with the seven miracles and now going through Jonah um there's a lot of things that I'm learning that I didn't know before um and then yeah What else is there? I think that's it. Yeah. Um, Well, in the near future, we will be having uh, more guests coming on, uh, potentially book reviews, um, and uh, also potentially missionaries, people that are doing work. And we'll, we'll be trying to share more about what God is doing, not just in our community, which I do want to share about what God's doing in the Portland area. We're going to bring some people on for that. Um, and then what God is doing outside of the U.S. and in different places around the world. We want to um, share some testimony just about what God is doing. Um, But other than that, I think we're done. We're good for the day. So, yeah, stay tuned.